Coming up, if you only have one day to spend at Universal Orlando Resort, are you choosing Islands of Adventure or are you choosing Universal Studios Florida? We'll decide on this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams, and today I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Hello, Rhino. How are you doing this week? I'm good. A little. I'm recovering from a cold, so I have a my voice is extra annoying. Okay, we'll uh, try to figure out by the end of the episode which one of us is more nasally. The same way we're <laughs> going to decide if you only have one day at Universal, which park should you go to? Sorry for not including Volcano Bay in there. I just wanted to keep it right now to the two parks we have. And, uh, you know, I wish Epic Universe was an option, but that'll come down the road. Uh, but yeah, one day pretending that like, hey, I don't have the budget to get a park hopper. So I'm I'm stuck. I can't, no park to park pass, just one park. Which one are you going to choose? I actually do think the answer is very easy, but I tried to set up this episode more as a versus style so that way it uh, can help make decisions along the way. So uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with this one. But before we get started, I want to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content, you want to support us, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Cost you no extra money and you get the support of a Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no obligation quote now rhino i said we're going to kind of do some comparisons here some verses back and forth between both of the parks but i do want to stay up front that i feel like these parks are hard to compare uh universal mm. studios florida has a plethora of screen attractions as well as shooting style attractions whereas islands of adventure i feel has more uh, physicality to their attractions overall so it was very hard to come up with like a one-to-one ratio uh comparing the the two parks together but i mean i also took it another step forward and went in with uh the dining options both quick service as well as table service to try to even this out a little bit more but yeah there's just some things that i feel like are uncomparable and so uh, the ones you won't hear us uh, the attractions you won't hear us talking about on this kind of breakdown at islands of adventure include the incredible hulk coaster uh, jurassic park river adventure uh, popeye and bluto's build drat barges uh, dudley do rights ripsaw falls the high in the sky seuss trolley train ride and then of course dr doom fear fall uh, I just those those attractions in particular to me don't have anything that you can just easily compare them to at Universal Studios Florida. The only one I could say is that you could tie you could technically compare High in the Sky Seuss Trolley Train Ride to uh, to E.T. But at the same time, I feel like there's another Seuss Dark Ride that I feel like is a better comparison. Classic Seuss versus classic Spielberg going head to head. Mike Myers is not involved, so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, and then at Universal Studios Florida, uh, The Simpsons Ride, Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon, Men in Black Alien Attack, Villain Con Minion Blast, a Despicable Me Minion Mayhem. Uh, those attractions just don't really have a great 
comparison to anything over at Islands of Adventure. So uh, those are the attractions that I, I wanted to mention them right up front, because if any of those attractions at either park are like, oh, those are my must do's, then obviously that'll make this easier for you. But with everything else, we've got to talk about uh, their their most closest comparisons. So do we want to start with an easy one right off the bat, Rhino? I think so. I think we got to. Okay. We got to. Yeah. Ease ourselves into this. Exactly. So uh, we'll start with an easy one. And in terms of this comparison, Universal Studios Florida, you could have Transformers the Ride 3D or Islands of Adventure. You can have Spider-Man. Oh, easy. It's easy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No question. Yeah, it's it's not a contest. Well, uh, so, of course, the reason why these ones are comparable is because it's the exact same ride mechanism. The only difference between the two is that Spider-Man all takes place on that singular floor, whereas Transformers was built inside a small area, so it utilizes an awesome elevator system to take you up and down for a lot of the action during the attraction. But, I mean, we're talking both attractions have a physicality to the sets. Uh, you have larger-than-life screens that really fully immerse you and wrap you in the story and honestly they're both fun as can be uh, they are moving motion simulators so there of course is a high chance of motion sickness with them if that's something you suffer from uh, but i mean they're they're both great rides just ultimately you know you don't get transformers without spider-man this is the attraction that paved the way this was this was the attraction that i feel like was the first shot across Disney's nose saying, Hey, we're universal. We can make great attractions too. Uh, it's, it was groundbreaking and the ride has been updated over the years, you know, 4k screens. Now it's crisp. It is, it's just, it's a solid, solid attraction. And it features Spider-Man where you can't go wrong with that and nothing against transformers, you know, Michael Bay's transformers movies. Great, great entertaining movies, uh, not not great in quality, just in entertainment. Uh, and it translated to a ride really well in that it's just all over the place. It's there's so much happening. There's so many robots. It, it works. Just Spider-Man's better. Yeah, I, I just I say, as I realized I was wearing a Transformers shirt, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, Spider-Man, no question. No, but there is there is there is a lot of, uh, you know. They're not cloned versions of each other, which is cool. Using the same attraction thing, it's just I I like the physical the physicality of Spider Man way. Like it uses the sets and surrounding a lot more because it's like you know in tighter spaces using you know the, the props and everything. Whereas Transformers is this like kind of big you know wide experience and and so they're different. But at the end of the day, it's Spider Man, man. I love Spider. Who doesn't love Spider Man? Yeah. And if you're one of those people that you're like, oh, I'm going to have my eyes closed throughout the entire thing because I'm either going to be sick or it's just too much, then it really doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Both yeah. The same. yeah. But Which one do you want to hear more? Yeah. In, in <laughs> like, terms of the story, I feel like Spider-Man still just it tells a better all around yeah. story. It's still frantic. Uh, they're very similar in that it's just a bunch of villains coming after you at the same time. It's just I feel like Spider-Man was just it was executed better. Uh, it's it's one of the greatest attractions at Islands of Adventure and nearly worth the price of a ticket into that park alone. Yeah. But there's more attractions. And we'll start with another one that I feel like is relatively easy and that uh, of course is at universal studios florida you have the hollywood rip ride rocket 
and at Islands of Adventure, you have the Jurassic World Velocicoaster. Oh, this is another, this is another, like, no question for me. Because, well, I mean, I, I will point out, I have never done Rip Ride Rocket, and I probably won't. I don't know. I mean, maybe someday, who knows? Um, but Velocicoaster is just, like, an incredible roller coaster for, like, you're talking, like, if you're there for thrills, this is, like, one of the most like insane roller coasters i feel like i mean it's definitely for me the most like crazy roller coaster i've ever done um but it's also jurassic park and so like theming alone like i love jurassic park so i you know i i think it wins on that like being able to go through the queue and like see the raptors and and like just be a part of the story that's really cool and not, not to say that rip ride rocket isn't isn't fun and exciting and you know it's a signature ride at universal studios florida but i just think like there's just something magnificent and beautiful about like where where velocicoaster is how it was put in there like just like the the top hat part of it it just it like it's like that thing that completes a skyline that you didn't know you needed to complete a skyline and it's just like it's just a fun attraction that will i always say your soul will leave your body let's get it out of the way right away here both of these attractions have a ton of rewritability obviously with rip ride rocket you get to choose the soundtrack for your adventure and beyond the normal songs you have the extra songs you can choose from so literally you can you can just keep going over and over again and choosing different songs and that changes the entire style of the ride and i mean you know that from riding guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind at epcot as well too that even though it's the same ride structure as it is, the mood of the song can completely change your entire experience. So I do love Rip Ride Rocket for that. Uh, it does not have a story that is strong like Jurassic World Velocicoaster. That is a full-blown attraction where the queue truly is part of the story, too. And so that definitely gives that a leg up. And then ultimately, uh, Jurassic World Velocicoaster, it's just a better roller coaster. And I think it's better primarily because it's more balanced in terms of the entire experience you know it starts off right away with a launch and you're you're doing a bunch of tight twists and turns and then as you mentioned the top hat which is an extra launch and you get that height in there but then after that you start that the section where you're not just like looping around but you have like the one invert where you hold that for a couple seconds and yeah. then you have the the mosasaurus roll over the water so it's like there's constant elements of of, of fear throughout that entire attraction yeah. where rip ride rocket it is primarily scariest as as it's going, you know, completely 90 degrees up right at the beginning. And then even into the the first rule that there's a little thrill element to it. But after that, the rest of the ride is just kind of it's a, it's a fun roller coaster. After yeah, that, you unless, get the fear out of the way at the beginning. Unless there's a Sharknado going through or whatever. That wasn't that <laughs> doesn't that happen in Sharknado like three or something there. Yeah, it takes place at Universal Studios and they're on Rip Ride Rocket and like a shark comes yeah. through and eats a guy and like i was like was maybe out for the ride but <laughs> hey maybe they'll add it one day but yeah my vote ultimately velocicoaster with that uh so now we'll we'll just do another easy one most of these are easy i'm sorry uh at <laughs> universal studios florida you have et adventure and at islands of adventure you have cat in the hat oh i mean 
for me, it's E.T. There's no question. E.T. is one of my favorite films. And, um, you know, the, the I, I know you didn't go when you were a child, but I, I went when I was little and I still remember riding E.T. and not being a person who did roller coasters or like any like thrill rides. I still like love E.T. because it has that nostalgia feeling to it, but I enjoyed the attraction. But I can kind of see an argument being made if you're, you know, in a generation like below me that like kind of grew up while these like, I mean, we grew up with Dr. Seuss and the animated like cat in the hat and stuff, but like there are people who like love that live action one. There are people I think coming into it who don't have that same relationship with like ET and Steven Spielberg per se that we have having grown up like when we did. And so I feel like there are some people who might like genuinely enjoy cat in the hat better, but like for me, I think it's E.T. because it is a, uh, how do I say this the most like correct way to say it? It feels like a fever dream. Like yeah. you've got the part that's very similar to being like, oh, this is like the movie. And then when you're on E.T.'s planet, you're like, what was in this bottle of water that I got outside? You know? Yeah. No, I, I know we've we've referred to it as like kind of an acid trip before. It's yeah, it's crazy. And you know what? I do agree with you that uh, for me, E.T., is the clear choice in here. And that's because I grew up on Spielberg and ET and I, not that I didn't grow up on Dr. Seuss and cat in the hat. I did, but I think with, again, with our specific generation and maybe the one before us, uh, ET was, it was a seminal movie and I'm sure it still is, but cat in the hat, I do feel like transcends, uh, individual generations. And it's just, it's a beloved book in general. So there's probably some people who like, if you didn't grow up watching movies, you would probably actually gravitate more towards cat in the hat but yeah cat in the hat isn't a bad dark ride it's a fun dark ride there's a little bit of spinning it tells the story fine uh et is crazy it is outdated it is just it's a mess of a ride but everything about it is is what makes it so perfect the insanity to what scenes you see in there, how slow moving the exciting fast paced chase Whoa! in the beginning is. It's all of that together is why it's like, it is such an iconic attraction and it should never leave universal studios, Florida. So it's, it's, it's the a clear cult winner. Classic. Yep. The embodiment of that cult classic attraction. I absolutely agree. And I think you should experience it. And I think we're probably going to end up giving another win here to Universal Studios Florida because our next matchup is at Universal Studios Florida, Kang and Kodos' Twirl and Hurl versus over at Islands of Adventure, One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish. Of course, these are both hub and spoke spinner rides similar to Dumbo at Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Uh, but these are both done with a little bit of the t- a twist because at Kang and Kodos's, you get the humor of the Simpsons uh, playing and with a little interactivity to it that I feel like doesn't really actually do anything at all. And then at one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, you get the interactivity in that if you don't follow the instructions of the song, you could end up getting wet during a ride that you're like, I just wanted to spin around. I didn't come here to get wet. Which one would you choose, Rhino? I think for me, it comes down to the Kang and Kodos because it's like, I love the meta commentary of the, the that like is the through line of the entire Springfield area. 
Um, and on top of that, I feel like Kang and Kodos are like the embodiment of that because like, if you're really listening and paying attention, it's really, really funny. Like, you know, the, uh, and at the end of the day, I, I'm kind of just too afraid to be like, not follow the instructions correctly enough to just get soaked on the other ride. So, um, I, I just, for me, I'd gravitate toward the Simpsons cause I like the humor and the fun, you know, of it. Yep. I'm pretty much the same way i i don't mind following the instructions on one fish two fish always have fun on it uh these rides you know they're they're simple they're for families they're for younger ones uh but kang and codices i feel like i just love the simpsons so much and i especially love treehouse of horrors and the characters of kang and kodos and all the like the little audio easter eggs that are played during the attraction the 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 just the audio moments that are in there they're all so perfect that it's it's going to be a win for me kids will enjoy spinning around and if you're an adult simpsons fan you're gonna you're gonna love that it actually is a great tribute to the simpsons but uh moving on to our next attractions we have at universal studios florida fast and furious supercharged and at islands of adventure we have skull island reign of kong (laughs) oh yeah, I think it's going to be, I think for me, it's Reign of Kong, because I don't think anything like, you know, they are very similar, like they're the same technology, essentially, right? The same type mm-hmm. of attraction. But it's like, I, for one, I don't, I've only really only seen like three of the Fast and the Furious movies. So I don't really like lock into that one a lot. But like, it all comes down to the experience you have on the attraction. And I just think like, you kind of, I feel like you can definitely follow Kong a little bit easier and better than Fast and the Furious. Not that you can't follow Fast and the Furious, but I think you can just like lock into Kong a little bit easier. But nothing beats that giant animatronic of the Kong at the end. I still, yeah. I still see it, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna grab me, like you know. Yeah, uh, the animatronic is incredible, and it also uh, even beyond the animatronic. I don't know. I, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like with Skull Island, you get a full story. You have a queue that is pretty creepy to be in between the bugs and and the witch that's in there. Uh, like it, it builds the suspense while you're walking through. You have that grand moment right at the beginning of the attraction as you're you're driving and you're in the you know you see the the gates and you're going to go through them and even the the driver in the car. That's that's all a nice touch. And then of course you get into screen elements which you know whatever it's a attraction that's ported over from the hollywood tram tour and just enhanced uh but that's also what fast and furious supercharged is an enhanced version of something from their tram tour and uh it's it's nothing against fast and furious supercharged it's just that is a convoluted story that doesn't in my opinion offer thrills it doesn't offer chills it just is what it is so uh well it's it might be worth a five minute wait and you know you get a little air conditioning with it uh it's not like the experience of kong where you feel like you're getting a payoff for it yeah i just i just i i was at universal hollywood recently and did in when i did the tram tour there i was just like that's the that's the most recent time i've done fast and furious again and i'm like this ride is so the story, like everything that happens in it, you're just like, this is all so absurd. Like, yeah. and if I was like someone's grandmother or, or, you know, I'd be like, what 
Like, I, I just, I don't know. It's weird. And, and I get it. Like, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Fast and Furious, so it's, I'm not locked, locked in that same way. But it just makes me laugh at how absurd it is. Yeah. So, if you're keeping track at home right now, uh, we are technically at uh, Islands of Adventure has three legs up on Universal Studios Florida with similar attractions. Universal Studios Florida has two legs up over Islands of Adventure on similar style attractions. That being said, uh, the ones that Universal Studios Florida has are for E.T. and <laughs> Kang and Godos' Twirl and Hurl compared to One Fish, Two Fish and uh, Cat in the Hat. So we're not talking about marquee attractions. Right now, in terms of like marquee style attractions, uh, Islands of Adventure is running away with this. We're going to take a pause on the last two attractions that I want to talk about and switch over to dining. And this, I'm going to combine uh, some stuff together and kind of we'll do like a best of. With the table service, it's, you know, each each park only has two restaurants. And I know a lot of people say, who cares about table service in the parks? Uh, you're, you know, just go to City Walk. But we're we're pretending you're only choosing one park. You're doing everything in the park that day. And so you have to make a choice with it. So at Universal Studios Florida, you have a combination between Lombard's or Finnegan's for your full service dining. And over at Islands of Adventure, you have the combination of Mythos and Confisco. Which would you choose, Rhino? Hmm. I think Mythos and Confisco. Okay. Because I think, um, you know, our last dining review at Mythos, that was pretty good, right? And then um, good. Yeah. Confisco, I like those ahi tuna nachos. And the other one, Finnegan's, and what was the other one? I'm sorry. Lombard's. Seafood. Lombard's, that's right. Yeah, and see, like, that one we have to do, I know. Um, but I would say like, based on Finnegan's, like I actually did go there again recently with my friend Amber and, um, I was like, other than the scotch egg, there's nothing that really like, it just doesn't do it for me. It's a great place to go and have a drink and and bar and whatever, but it's just not somewhere where I'm like going to go out of the way for. Whereas like the other one, I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm sticking with Mythos and Confisco because I think I just like their menu choices better. I am going to have to agree with you. And that's as much as we've ridiculed Mythos over the years. Uh, We've only had, you know, great experiences at Confisco. But uh, with with Mythos, it's been hit or miss. Our last one was good. So I'll give it a leg up on there. Lombard's is honestly, I've eaten there a handful of times. It's not my favorite. It's just you know, I, I I never have a bad experience there. It just never blows me away. And then with Finnegan's, I I think it's I think it actually is a good restaurant. I'm not going to say it's bad. I just think that if you want pub food, if you want British yeah. fare, Irish fare, there's I mean, if it's it's what's available for you technically at at the the park and at Universal, but it's just there's so much better, you know, there's so much better pub food all around the world and <laughs> sometimes random places. So it's never going to be like super high on my list, but it's not a place I'd say steer away from. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So just, just because those are both a little bit down on my list, I would no opt to put mythos in Confisco first. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Uh, so yes, that goes to, uh, islands of adventure quick service most definitely will not i tried to ch- uh, choose the top three in each park and 
and compare those to the top three of the other parks, uh, not good. Not good. At Universal Studios Florida, I currently believe the top three places that you could eat at uh, includes Leaky Cauldron, uh, Today Cafe, and then Minion Cafe. And I would still stretch it to The Simpsons if I could. Yeah. And I would even stretch it one step further and say if it's during Halloween season, pizza fries at any <laughs> at any mm-hmm. point in time. Uh, so solid choices. At Islands of Adventure, I struggled. I put three broomsticks, mm-hmm. and I chose green eggs and ham. And yeah. then I was stuck oh, no. on a third one. I was like, Wait. well, we, Comic Strip Cafe, you know, they try. They try, but they never really succeed. Obviously not Blondie's. Uh, cafe what about four, Jurassic Park? Don't, I, but then it's like, okay, Burger Digs is basically just basic burgers with the exception of like the one that we had and then with thunder falls terrace i feel like i feel like half of three broomsticks is you know like rotisserie chicken and items like yeah. that and then that's yeah. what thunder falls terrace has too so i feel like there's just there's, islands yeah. adventure needs help with food that's i think that definitely needs to be said outside of the table service table service are fine quick service they need they need a pick-me-up they need something yeah. So. I agree. I completely agree with you. I, I I think you're right. And I think laying it out the way you did, I was like, oh, yeah, there's way more. Because I'm like, I'd go to the crepe stand. I'd go, you know, to these. Like, I forgot about um, that. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, honestly, I that's the first place that I check when I go in the park sometimes. And then I feel like also at Universal Studios Florida, sometimes there's a festival. You know, there'll be food booths up for Halloween Horror Nights. There'll be stuff like that. So, like, there's options. Like, you know, and so, um, yeah, I, I think can, they, I, they win for yeah. sure. I completely forgot about Crips. So you have you have like a fifth banger in there. And even I'll throw in jacket potatoes. Jacket potatoes at the Wizarding World. Solid. Like there's just so much good food at Universal Studios Florida. And then Islands of Adventure. I feel like when people ridicule Universal for having bad food and terrible quick service, I feel like they're talking about Islands of Adventure in particular. Because Universal Studios Florida, outside of, you know, as long as you stay away from Mel's and and Louis and some of those offenders. I mean, that's you can eat you can eat good. So we've got to give that one to Universal. So that takes us to our final two attraction pairings, and we will start with the Battle of the Potters. Harry Potter in the Forbidden Journey versus Harry Potter in the Escape from Gringotts. And now, granted, while these both have motion simulator elements to them, uh. Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey are, it's very much a moving motion simulator that's on the KUKA arm, whereas Gringotts is a roller coaster with motion simulator elements to it. So they're not, they're not necessarily one to one comparable. However, they are both the original marquee attractions for both of those lands and comparable in that way. So which one would you choose, Rhino? I think uh, Forbidden Journey. For me, because yeah. I I like the the uniqueness of that one more. Not to say that I don't like I don't like uh, um, Escape from Gringotts, but I think for, Forbidden Journey just has that like there's so much more like physicality again and like the props and stuff like that. And so like I just think it's like it's it's just one that every time I do it, I'm still like blown away kind of by the attraction. So and plus it's the castle, so it's like it is the marquee of Harry Potter, like of the Harry Potter franchise. It's like the signature thing, you know? 
So I feel like that's a big part of it too. So I would pick that attraction, I think, over um, Escape from Gringotts. I have to agree with Forbidden Journey. I mean, I do have a very soft spot for for Escape from Gringotts. I mean, I think it's a special ride. I think the queue at Gringotts is just way better than Forbidden Journey. And I mean, Forbidden Journey was my home. I, I know all of the details and Easter eggs in that queue. I spent hours and hours and days and probably months of my life just just sitting in there and taking in all that was around me and cleaning so many so many places that you can't even get to in that attraction and i i love it i love that queue but i think gringotts is just so much more highly detailed especially when you first enter in the bank it's just incredible but then having the elevator element to it to take you down to the vaults and then before you board the car there's just oh there's there's so much more to it than than what forbidden journey even gives you but then when it comes to the attraction itself uh very similar to velocicoaster where i feel like velocicoaster is a balanced attraction forbidden journey is a balanced attraction once you get on those benches you know you you are going nonstop. You have some moments that are a little more thrilling than others, like when the Whomping Willow's coming to get you and you go all the way over on your back. But in general, it's that same feeling every single time. And they give you those breathing moments just real briefly when you're when you're inside the the carousels watching the actual uh, video moments. And so I, I think it's it's really well designed. And then with Gringotts, you know, it starts off as a banger with getting, you know, confronting Bellatrix and, and Voldemort and the entire platform lifts up and you drop down into that thrilling start of the roller coaster. But then after that, it becomes just very flat and stagnant for a lot of the attraction as you're stopping at the screens to watching the action play out. And I mean, that launch right at the end as you're finishing the attraction, it's another thrilling moment, but uh, it just, it, it, it is missing out on a lot of thrills during the middle of the attraction. So for me, Forbidden Journey, clear winner on that. But Mm -hmm. uh, that leads us to our final, final attraction pairing that we have, and that is at Universal Studios Florida, Revenge of the Mummy, and at Islands of Adventure, Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Mm, A tough one for last. It's a tough one, but like looking at it, I think, from a neutral standpoint. So removing the love we have for like the mummy and you know and and harry potter and stuff like that i think like dollars to donuts it's i think the hagrid motorbikes is the superior attraction because you know there aren't many attractions i mean there are attractions around the world where you like you know sit on the motorcycle whatever but it's just like i think about it like it goes over the water twists and turns but then it does the up and falls backwards but then it also has like the inside portion you know and has that like surprise and and then there is physicality to that too with like the props and things and the mummy has a lot of that too because it it goes in it's inside you know it has those props it goes backwards and things like that i just think for me it's the second part of the mummy um where it's that like all the ghosts and the neon flashing and stuff like that, where that stuff feels very dated, no matter what you do. Um, and I just think like Hagrid's has this just like, I don't know, there's just something fun and cool and beautiful when you look out at it. And, and so for me, I think it's Hagrid's. Yeah. I I feel like the intensity between like the, the coaster portions of these attractions are both, 
actually pretty similar. Like, you know, there's no big hills or anything on Hagrid's unless you're in the front row. And, you know, then when you do the the part where you go all the way up and then roll backwards, yeah, yeah you're at the highest point at that. But uh, in general, there's not a lot of big hill moments. It's, it's more tight turns and weaving and going up and down. Uh, and Revenge of the Mummy is also very much that way. Not not really these big hill moments or anything. So uh, it's it's more about the tight turns inside that dark building as it's flashing neon moments at you, like you described. So I I feel like they're comparable in that way. Uh, it's just you know, <laughs> Hagrid's just has a couple more of those elements. I I that make it a little bit better, like the free fall drop, and mm-hmm. I mean that launch at the end is is thrilling and the backwards portion is filling uh is just thrilling and yeah it just once you once you start piecing it all together to me hagrid's is just it's a more fulfilling experience the entire way through where mummy like i enjoy the beginning for the cheesy side of it uh and then i'm in pain once it starts to speed (laughs) up and i i like i like the show stop there's there's so many portions of it that i like it just it's it, it's a dated it's a little bit of a dated coaster but you're okay with the datedness because like et it's a cult classic so yeah this one is truly tough it's hard uh you know uh, there there could be a day of the week where i wait you know 90 minutes for hagrid's and i'm miserable by the end of it even though i love the ride and if i'm walking five minutes onto revenge of the mummy i'm like why did i even bother with hagrid's so i feel like that could also factor into it too but uh, mm-hmm. It's overall, if I'm waiting the same exact amount of time between Hagrid's or Mummy, I'm going to probably side with Hagrid's. Yeah. But they're both close. Both great rides. I mean, and I just, I, I feel like this entire little game that we were playing, this test, uh, just showcased how many great rides both parks do have. But ultimately, uh, when you really break it down, the rides, the dining, uh, some of the unique rides that necessarily other parks don't have. For me, Islands of Adventure is if I was going to spend one day at Universal, it I, I, I just I'd have to do Islands. It has it has more marquee attractions in my opinion. Universal Studios Florida has such a classic feel to it. It's got some great attractions. Minion Land has helped bump it up a lot uh, but it just to me it it falls flat because when your marquee attractions uh, that i enjoy doing only really amount to uh you know revenge of the mummy escape from gringotts and then also you know uh, men in black i'll throw in et and finish off on transformers those are my five like you know i'm not uh, that's that's not enough to push me over spider-man velocicoaster Forbidden Journey, Magical Creatures, uh, River Adventure, uh, Must I Go On? Should I Go On? Do I Need to Go On? The Incredible Hulk. And the one thing I did leave off, for, so I didn't have to say anything bad about it. Obviously, I did not mention the Bourne Stunt-tacular. I just don't care for it. Or Jimmy Fallon. I mentioned Jimmy Fallon under the... the the rides that you can't compare because there's nothing... There's nothing that's a good comparison for Jimmy Fallon... At Islands of Adventure, and yeah, then of course, too the horror makeup show. There's not really I think something you can compare there. You you just kind of put it pretty um, succinctly. Where I'm like, Islands of Adventure, I think has a lot of marquee attractions where like they're worth planning your vacation over. I think it has more of those than than 
than than Universal Studios Florida. Even though I love Universal Studios Florida, I like both parks. Yeah. But I think if you're like picking the one, you're like Velocicoaster, I'd be like, yeah, you've got to do that. You know, you you've got to do the you know Spider Man. You've got to do you know it's, uh, um, the Harry Potter. You know, the castle. Like you've got to see and do these things. Like, so I don't know. That's that's for me. I I would, I would try to think like okay. It's hard to remove yourself and be like, okay, I'm coming back. It's been 15 years. Which ride am I, you know, which park? And I can only pick one, you know, it's different. But I'd I'd say Islands, yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, I'm going to say you're not making a bad choice with either. The ideal way to do it is to do park to park. And if you have Express to help you out, you're going to get everything done. It's going to be nice and easy. But ultimately, if you are there for marquee attractions, thrills, Islands of Adventure, in my opinion edges it out uh families you might have you know i don't, I don't know with with kids own you know being gone right now before dreamworks once that opens up i think universal studios florida is definitely going to win on the family friendly aspect of it but you know they're both great parks you're not going to choose wrong or if you choose both you're going to have a great time uh it's it's a special place that universal orlando resort but rhino thanks for breaking down these parks with me i do appreciate it hey, thank you for having and, me no, oh, thank you. And thank you to everyone for listening and watching. Uh, if we insulted your favorite restaurants over at Islands of Adventure, please let us know. Uh, I still hope you support us. And if you do want to support us more, you can always book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, leave comments, questions, video suggestions in the comment section. Tell me why I ridiculed your favorite quick service restaurant in Islands of Adventure, I want to know. And if you are listening to this, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a rating and review when possible. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Again, Rhino, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. And thank you, everyone, for taking the time to listen and watch. Uh, we do hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name. Bye.